This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions and ideas about comedy. I'm David Munoz and this is... Igor Monday here. And today we're going to be talking about our summer shows that we did abroad uh, in different places from Istanbul to Croatia to Lithuania to Denmark and Germany. So, Igor, which one of those are yours? All of them. <laughs> All of them except except two you've done in Istanbul, as far as I remember. Uh, and Pretty much that's it. And all the rest you've been doing in Moscow ever since, which I think in yeah. total amount of shows. And you are abroad technically mm. so you know yeah. you've done more shows abroad that's actually like i was i was discussing this recently and it's 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 a small tangent right at the beginning of the episode but i was discussing yeah. this recently i think with uh, oleg our friend that we had on on the last episode and the comedian that uh, i was writing somewhere i think for my application for fringe or for the melbourne comedy festival or something that i'm the most internationally experienced creation comedian Mm. But then we also kind of came on the question of Peja Bajovic, also like a good friend of ours. And I did some of his shows uh, this summer, which I will talk about. And he's done a lot yep. of like festivals and some competitions and stuff. But then, you know, mm. like basically all the shows I've ever done were international because they were all abroad. So like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've done comedy for nine years or whatever, eight years in Moscow, and they were all abroad and they were all in a foreign yeah. language to a foreign audience. You know, so <laughs> I've done like, I think 98% of my shows were international shows. So literally, you know, that's a, that's a fair point. And if I think about it, only my very first show I performed in Australia. So really, that's the only show I did at home. Everything else has been abroad, international. Yeah. And, and I mean, even if you kind of go, okay, okay, but you're also got Spanish, you know, citizenship. So, okay, that's one show in Spain as well. I've done two shows one in each country that I have my nationalities with, and uh, that's it. Everything else, absolutely everything, is abroad. You're right. Yeah, but God, I mean, we are internationally stacked. International as fuck, boy. But uh, <laughs> not as a fuck boy, but just as fuck, comma boy. But uh, yeah, yeah, and and then also like I mean, you do shows in Spanish here and there as well. But I've never, mm. I've done one open mic in Croatian, one in my life. Uh, so that's yeah. actually two. I'm lying. I've done two open mics in Croatian and I've done in total maybe like five or six shows in Croatia. So most of them were in English because they were parts of some like European tours or something I was doing or opening for some other like comics in, in Croatia or something like this. Uh, and yeah. then actually I've done more than five. I've done around 10, but only two of those were in Croatian. So yeah, and that's even if it's like 10 shows in Croatia, that's just 10 out of I counted recently how many shows I did approximately, and it's something around 500, maybe, maybe more. So yeah, I'm fully international. So so I yeah, we can count all of your sh Moscow shows as international summer shows or whatever, like recent autumn Absolutely. shows as well. So yeah, starting on a technicality. Well, on, not, a technicality, on a technicality, we're awesome. Kind of, kind of not. You know, like you still, you're not a resident, you're not a citizen, you're not nothing. You're just you're a foreigner in a foreign country. So. And you're nothing. I, I am. Especially because yes, you are thanks. still in Russia. That means you're nothing times two. So yeah. we're a foreign agent. Yeah. And thank, yeah. And, and, and luckily I am not a citizen. So yeehaw. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, starting with mine. So firstly, and we talked about this 
few episodes ago when we talked about like getting rusty mm -hmm. and and you know is it like exactly. riding a bike can you forget how to do comedy so before this uh, first summer show i did which was in zagreb in croatia with uh, peja our, our friend uh, i haven't done stand-up since april 9th of april i did a solo show and that was like an hour and a half something like this fully like hosted and yeah. everything by me there was no opener no nothing so it was like a full kind of full special and then after that i haven't done anything for what like so may june july till august like four months right i haven't done anything for four months right. and then i was uh, going to fringe for two weeks and before that i had a chance to schedule a few shows first batch was uh, two shows in a row like saturday and sunday that was that, that were done by peja as a part of his two-week run of his Balkan Brain show in English. So Pedro Bayo, which also very, right. very interesting comedian, one of the earliest and first stand-up comedians on the Balkans, like ex-Yugoslavian whole kind of area. And he tours and performs a lot, like in these countries, Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, Montenegro, and so on. But also abroad, like currently he's yeah. on tour as well, doing like, if I'm not mistaken, Iceland, Ireland, UK, Portugal, Spain, something like he's doing a bunch of European countries as well. Uh, he's trying to catch. Nice. He's trying to catch my record of being the most international Croatian comedian. <laughs> Keep trying, Peja. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> during summer he was doing his own little fringe thing where he found like a nice little basement of a very popular local kind of cult bar, uh, and for two weeks straight he was doing his show every day at 8 p.m. there and uh, it's a place that can hold maybe like 30 35 people sometimes he would get 35 sometimes he would get five seven if it's like Wednesday or something Tuesday but he was doing the proper like kind of flyering on the streets trying to get people in every day and it was mm. mostly foreigners tourists etc so I was doing Saturday and Sunday Saturday was really scary because up until that point I haven't done stand up for four months and now mm. it was like with this kind of experienced, a bit older, you know, like comic that, you know, I don't want to, and he invited yeah. me to be a guest to open for like 15, 20 minutes to open for his show. And I don't want to be shit, but I am rusty. And it is, it was yeah. a really good, like the crowd was really big, maybe like 25, 30 people. It wasn't like packed, but it was, you know, full. That place was kind of full. And mostly it was uh, uh, kind of older uh native english native speaking tourists so like there was this right. two scottish couples two british couples one group of australian tourists and this kind of like you know and it was a bit nerve-wracking uh but yeah i i did okay i think i struggled a bit in the beginning especially to catch that i don't know how would you call that what is that when you come on stage and you have some like oomph the like vibe you, the zone yeah the... yeah like you know you kind of you come and you're like well now now you listen to me, like, and they know, okay, we should listen yeah. to him, you know, like kind of to just capture them to, you know, I think I lost a bit of that. Captivate. Yeah, yeah. Plus probably a little bit of confidence as well, because I haven't done it in a yeah. while. Plus forgot the jokes a bit and like the timing and the pauses. and. So the you basically just look like the cleaner who just walked up on stage and just started talking really. And they were just like, who is this guy? Why is he yakking? To oh shit, he's actually, oh, is he trying to do jokes? Yeah, except except I did I did have uh, jokes. Yeah, I did have like punchlines too. It wasn't yeah. I, I wasn't just like you know rambling on about some about cleaning and how my job is hard as a cleaner. <laughs> I did have my like hard hitting jokes, and I did my kind of fifteen minutes I think of tightest material just to impress everybody. But still, it right. was a bit of a struggle. And then the next day, Sunday, it was a bit less people, 
but people were like younger and like more like groups not just couples and stuff like this and the vibe was way more like chill i don't know like it was like a much mm. much better vibe and i did much better i did different jokes not those like what i consider my strongest club set or whatever i did some different jokes i experimented a bit i did a bit of crowd work i bantered with people and it went over much much better and i was more satisfied and people came up to me after the show like wow that was really nice like do you perform here regularly can we see you somewhere because many of those people they actually they weren't all tourists they were like expats who live uh, in croatia in zagreb and stuff uh, because there is a lot of like digital nomads here we have this like digital mm. nomad visa and some benefits for people when they're like paying taxes and all this kind of stuff as digital nomads yeah. so a lot of people who now work online due to covid or whatever reason they've been moving recently a lot like from places that are very expensive uh like from norway from belgium from iceland etc i met people that now live in croatia but yeah those were the first two and then Five days after that, I was doing a solo show, like a full hour in Vilnius for the mm. first time. Like I've been to Vilnius before, but I haven't performed there. I performed in other like Baltic countries, in Riga, in Tallinn twice, I think, but never in Vilnius. Uh, and that was also a bit kind of because, you know, to do your strong club set and do 15, that's one thing. And, and, yeah. you, and I was there, I was an opener. So even if I did like not so great, there was, you know, the proper act that was coming after me and doing the show. So you had the safety net. You had the the proper, like, not even backup. Uh, he's the main guy. So really, you're the warm up. And if you don't quite warm up, then it's not the end of the world. You know, yeah, I, mean, someone I, else could, I could kill and make a job, make the job really easy for him. Or I could do OK. Yeah. And then he would just do his show as he would do if I wasn't there. So, you know, like it's yeah, I can. I wouldn't like ruin it. I mean, I wouldn't be like cringe horrible that people kind of set up and leave. So, you know, I yeah. wasn't afraid of that. But this time I had to really kind of carry the whole show uh, on my own because it was, I mean, not the whole show. Yeah. There was the host and the warm-up guy that organizes these shows in, in Vilnius, uh, Ben. A really nice guy as well, quite funny. Not doing it for very long, maybe like for six months or something, but really good for, mm. for that kind of level and that experience. Yeah. So he warmed up. Okay, he did well like his jokes did well i think the hosting needs a bit more work and that's probably because he hosts like one sh two shows a month for only six months or something so i mean i yeah. see really good potential in him he's a very funny guy he just lacked a bit of like structure or format so but yeah and then i came out and uh it went i think first like 5 10 15 minutes went really well but then mm -hmm. i think i also forgot how to like keep that audience you know, uh, and uh, in the middle, it went a bit like down the energy and the interest and stuff. And I brought it back near the end. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't like the greatest hour of comedy you would see. So, yeah. Well, also, the other thing is, I mean, to, to be to be honest about ourselves, we, we really don't have that much experience with long one hour shows. I mean, we rarely did them as specials for ourselves you did one before you left as your greatest hits compilation sort of stuff but that's what they are to us they're their greatest hits compilations we're like okay i'm gonna do this bit then that bit then followed by that and it's different than for example uh, a special that you might see of some comedian like bill burr or jim gaffigan or whatever where they usually you know it, it's a show the, the, it's a one hour show funny, yes well, that too. Um, but, you know, they're structured around an, an idea or a theme for that special. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're, they're, they're surrounding a concept usually or something like that. That, you know, even if you go on weird tangents, they always, there's a central theme that they come back to that, you, you know, that you're playing around with. 
that you're presenting. So in a way, we we really don't have that much experience in doing that sort of thing. I mean, you actually, I would say you're probably the one that has, uh, you and Oleg would have the most experience because now you've both done the, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival where you do have like a proper show sort of stuff. But you you were part of a, yeah, for yeah. the Fringe, you well, were part of a, the, a showcase. I was doing the feature show, yeah. So I was doing like either yeah. hosting or headlining like a, a lineup show, right? I didn't do a solo yeah. like he did and it was his fourth yeah. solo show. So I think that's yeah. how you really make those like shows when you have not yeah. just a compilation of all of your jokes but a show mm -hmm. that's like one whole thing starting from the end middle exactly beginning, middle and end so and you structure it a certain way i mean it's a different sort of style completely yeah, yeah. it's it's one where yeah you think of a beginning a middle an end you know in the middle you might have ups and downs and you kind of account that yes this is going to be a slight lull period uh it's going to be funny with jokes in it of course but it's, you know, it, it, it's going to change gears. Like, you know, here I change it so it doesn't become too much for the audience. You know, it gives the audience a, a moment to breathe or it gives the audience a moment to like relax between or, or clear like, okay, this part's over. Now we're moving on to the next section, like structure. So it's, I, I think the thing is the way we've done any of these big shows. I mean, uh, the only one I've really done, I think would be Kutsk, uh, which was about 45 minutes or so. And uh, for me, it was at that point, you know, I'd only been doing it for a few couple of years or whatever. So it was a uh, greatest hits up to that moment. A lot of it was centered around Australia. So there was like a theme, you know, the difference, the, the typical expat stuff that I was doing. So it was yeah so it was a it was a different sort of thing I, I don't think yeah i've never had to do well actually except for the very first show i ever did which also i based on the idea of a special so i kind of did do 30 minutes but it was my first ever show and i structured around a common theme and idea but yeah so how would you find now that you've done one of these shows what was it like for you sort of thing well it is what like you say it, it was a compilation and a mashup of good tens you know it's like yeah. 10 good tens in a row that makes a show so it's not like a show that was written to be a show because in those mm -hmm. shows then you can do what what you said like you can plan where you're trying to like uh, bring the audience down a bit to then surprise them bring them back up to have that like dip yeah. in to have that emotional part you can write callbacks to your jokes which you cannot if you just wrote like 20 best jokes in a row and that's your hour you know because those yeah. are all unrelated independent jokes or like chunks of okay i have a bit about i don't know traveling a bit about dating a bit about being an ex you know like but they will not yeah. go back to each other if they were written as one like uh, as one show then each mm -hmm. joke could reference another joke etc so i've done a few of those i've done one like this year just before i left moscow the one hour 25 minutes one that i've done i've done yeah. one in saint petersburg on the festival 2019 mm -hmm. uh, spb stand-up fest whatever it was called so i did my yep. solo there for like 50 minutes i think it was a slot like on fringe kind of thing and then i've yep. done two more in moscow like uh one i think maybe 2018 or something uh my whole like hour and uh, once before that as well so i've done it only four times basically before mm -hmm. this one uh, but i've done it mostly in like controlled environment basically in moscow where people that know me and and would like my style would like my jokes would come and see me uh, and you know it was kind of targeted to the right people that i knew would enjoy that humor and those jokes and this was the first time that, that i was doing that like compilation of all of my best jokes abroad to some audience that's never seen me they don't know what to expect so yeah mm -hmm. it was essentially 
you know, a compilation show. It wasn't yeah. like a show show that had some, you know, one message, one structure, references, callbacks or whatever. No, it was just, you mm -hmm. know, bit after bit. That's it. And some bits landed better and some bits landed less and some bits were dragging a bit and some bits were snappier. You know, that's just, I have a bit where it's mostly like one-liners and then I have some story that I tell for five minutes. And that's how you make yeah. a, like a compilation show. So for what it was, I think he got a pretty good response. Uh, also, mm -hmm. it was like a Friday, it was some kind of in, in Lithuania that, that weekend was like a long weekend. There was some holiday that they had. Apparently people just left the city because it was August mm -hmm. and summer and everything and people left to like uh Because they heard your show was gonna be on and they were like, yeah. fuck that, I'm yeah, getting I'm out not, of here. I'm not staying in the city for this. <laughs> so yeah, and uh and the place is really cool. I recommend if there are any like comedians listening or anything and, and are traveling around Europe to basically reach out to Ben and to do a show there if possible. The place is really nice. The venue is really nice. The guy is really great. Uh, it was a, it, It's weird. It's a venue that's on a train station. So basically, you, oh. you would think that you would hear trains constantly, but you don't for some weird reason. But it's like right on the, like the train tracks. You leave the place, you exit the door, and there is a train track. Not one, but like mm. 50 because it's a train station and like hub. But yeah, mm. I don't know. But it's a really nice place. It, the only thing is like we, ha we had a problem finding it because I was going there with a colleague from work uh, who was mm -hmm. coming to attend the show and we were trying to find the place and we didn't imagine that it's on the actual train, on the platform kind of thing. Mm. So yeah. uh, we came to the building that the map was showing and the only thing that was in that building was a casino. Casino and like a betting thing, like sports betting, right. whatever. So we enter and everyone, I think it's like some, some casino or something for like, locals and drunkards like i don't know it's kind of they were like i don't know 15 20 50 year old guys in like leather jackets bald heads you know and like a 55 year old woman soviet woman probably called like i don't know sveta or something working at the desk thingy at the at the cash register whatever so we enter and everyone looks at us like what the fuck who are you and what are you doing here so we approach the woman and we're like hello do you speak english and the woman is like uh no little little english no what what want what no and i'm like sorry do you know lineup bar lineup bar do you know where is lineup bar and one guy from the corner just turns around and says uzbekistan and i'm like uh what i don't i don't Random? i don't think it's in uzbekistan brother but like and i'm like okay okay no so i asked the woman one one more time line a bar and i'm showing her on the map like that it's supposed to be somewhere in that building line a bar do you know this bar and the guy goes once more but kind of you know in this determined voice like uzbekistan like i've told you already and i'm like yeah. yeah i still don't think it's in uzbekistan but thank you for your input and then we just turned yeah. around and left because we we're gonna we were like okay we're gonna get beaten up they think we're from uzbekistan or something i don't know what what was going on yeah but yeah yeah well, the, that that's yeah thanks for playing the game dude but no that's not the winning answer very bizarre did you and you never figured out what the whole uzbekistan thing was i don't know what he thought we were asking i don't know was he shouting at us or maybe at the maybe he was telling her what to like bet on next or something like i don't know but just in the middle of this interaction with her when we were asking and showing the map he like twice kind of sh without any context shouted like uzbekistan and we were like okay fine uzbekistan fair enough uzbekistan so it is. 
All right. So to get in contact with this band guy, how did you do it? Like, how did you find? So if anyone out there wants to go to Vilnius and perform, how do you find Ben? Well, basically the same way I found all the people that I've ever asked for like a, a show or to help me organize mm -hmm. something. Like when I did Prague, when I did Budapest, when I did Vienna, when we did like uh, Belgrade and Ljubljana and, and uh, all the other places that, that we did like the first three tours, European tours that I've been on uh, with some other comics. It was like fully produced, let's call it produced, organized by me. So basically, like Bratislava, where else were we? Uh, Krakow, Wroclaw in Poland. Yeah, basically, like I find whoever is doing English stand-up in that city. And in Vilnius, it only appeared, I think, in February or March this year. As I said, like this guy is not there for long. So he just started recently. Mm. And uh, I found this on Google or on Facebook or somewhere that they're doing like once a month, twice a month in this lineup bar. And uh, yeah. I was like, okay, who's running this? You know, and I found the guy that's yeah. running it. So Ben at lineup bar, if you type that into Facebook, maybe you might get a hit. You might get the link or something. Contact. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just don't want to, you know, like, shout out the guy's name so he would be spammed with requests. But please, uh, I'm, I'm an open micer. I did five shows in my life. Can I have a show in Vilnius? I think if someone wants to find him, they'll find him and organize okay. something. But yeah, it's a really nice place and I would recommend it. I can't say I really killed that show. I did do my best, but it was also after I was there actually on, on kind of a business trip with, mm. my, with my work. And we had like a five day company retreat thing where every day we did some company activities and whatever, whatever. And then also in the end, like hang out and chill and drink and eat and whatever. And the night before that, on Thursday, we had a big party till like 4 a.m. And I was DJing that party in like a club and obviously had a bit too much to drink, which means that on Friday, it was, af it was already after seven days of traveling, five days of that retreat thing, which was quite exhausting emotionally and physically and then after mm -hmm. also an all-night party so i was a bit down on energy and stuff as well like it's and it's completely my fault like i don't think that it's it's quite unprofessional to book yourself a show and then come let's say tired but i did come a bit tired you know it was just yeah. and, and then after that the next day i flew to fringe so to, to edinburgh but do you think it was a good warm-up then it was still a good warm-up no it was it had was, you it was fine. The yep. only problem, I think, was, uh, as I said, the hosting kind of was a little bit mm, not not structured, let's call it like that, mm -hmm. because uh, he was like, hello, guys. Uh, hey, hello, guys. Sit down. Yes, hello. So I recently went, like, just kind of went yeah. a bit into material and then did a bit of, like, admin and housekeeping. Just so we are doing shows here and we have a special guest tonight. Here he is, something like this, without a lot yeah. of like, you know, hype or, or energy or something. It was a yeah, bit, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't kind of hold it against him or something. And, you know, it's, I think it's even, it's much better that I host it after like six months and eight shows that I've hosted in mm. my life. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Then, like you said, you then went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. We obviously you got a lot of practice in and you went through those and we've discussed that with the previous podcast episodes. Now, after Edinburgh Fringe, you then went to Copenhagen, Denmark? Yeah. But wait, be before that, I think you went oh. to Turkey. Well, yes. So let's, let's yeah. do it uh, chronologically. When, when did you oh, go to fine. Turkey? Do you remember? Uh, I went in. Oh, Jesus Christ. I Wait, was it July, August? Something like that? I don't know. August, I wasn't there maybe? with you. 
Are you asking me? I think something like that. Something well, like let's that. Say, I'm, let's I'm say sure. that was between that was between my Vilnius and the next show. So let's talk a bit about your experience in Istanbul. How did that come about? Who did you perform well, with? How were the shows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, how did that come about? Yeah. How did that come about? Well, uh, quite literally, we were after spending some time in Oludeniz and and uh, other places, Bodrum, I think the name of the other one. We finally ended up Istanbul before coming back to 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 Moscow. Uh, I was doing like three or four days in Istanbul or whatever, and I we went we left the hotel. We went to an art shop. We saw an art shop on the street, which my wife went into. She bought some stuff, and because she had this stuff with her, we didn't want to carry it around. The whole time we just arrived, we were tired, but you know, we were like, Oh, we don't want to carry this around. So we went back to the hotel room to drop it off. And while I was in there, I thought, eh, I'll just see if there's any English stand up. So I literally did a, I think, a Facebook search or Instagram, I can't remember. And I, I found, I found Stand Up Turkey. So Stand Up Turkey, if you look on Instagram, you can find it there. They do shows uh, in English and they do shows also now in, in Russian. They have some Russian shows and of course, and some Turkish shows and stuff like that. But anyway, so, and we figured out, because I thought, ah, it's, you know, by the time, because it was already in the, later in the afternoon, like, nah, we're going to miss it. It was like one hour or something, or was the show one hour away. So instead, we ended up, but I realized it was literally up the street. So it was in the same suburb that I was already in, and uh, up the street. So we kind of raced out. So we thought, stuff it, we got time. So we went there, we arrived. I mean, it only took us probably 15 minutes to get there. So we still had to wait around. It was it was a bit hard to find because it was in like a, a, it seemed like an apartment building. Um, but then they had like this floor where it was uh, kind of like there was a homemade bar in a way. And the living room had been converted into like, it was like rooms or something. I don't know. It was a very uh, DIY you know, sort of place. And the room was just some fold out chairs and they had like a little stage with some curtain in the background and stuff, but it was cool. It was interesting. Was it, was uh, it, sorry, was it like an open mic or was it like yeah, a feature? It was, open it mic? was an open mic, mm -hmm. open mic. And, uh, when I arrived there, I, I met a lot, also a lot of Russians about half, Hmm, about a third of the performers were Russians who had left Russia. So they were, uh, quite happy to see. So actually I had one guy go, wait, I know you, you're the guy who's of Spanish background, but grew up in Australia. I was like, holy shit. And he's like, I've seen you perform. You're good. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, so there were a few of them like that. Same things, people in the audience, some of them had already seen me. They're like, oh, I've seen you around, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that was kind of interesting and cool. So I did the show, the the guy who organized it, uh, nice guy, very friendly. It was unfortunate. Like I said, I was like, oh, I wish I'd kind of thought about this sooner because maybe we could have done a show. And he's like, well, next time you're in Istanbul, you totally can. I was like, okay. And then I met some Italian uh, comedians and stuff like that who were really cool, really nice guys. Hey, guys. Uh, Lu Luciano. Uh, and uh, his name, uh, uh, Frederico, I want to say. Anyway, so they took us out to dinner that night and everything. And they also told us of another stand-up group as well. Uh, it seems to be a bit of a rivalry, which is always seems to be the way. What is it with, with stand-up groups having in rivalries with each other it's like just, can we all be friends anyway so this other one was called no uh tuz, <laughs> tuz bieber stand up which is strange because i'm like what's this got to do with justin bieber and where's the tuz but as you said you looked it up in turkish tuz bieber means salt and pepper or something so yep. a couple yep. of days they said like in two days like in tuesday so that was like a, i think i had a sunday show and then they said on tuesday there's going to be this Oh, no, it was a Saturday, and then on Tuesday or Monday, there was going to be this show. This one seems to be a bit like, uh, well, it's a nascent group. I think it's a new group sort of thing. Um, 
I believe Murat was the guy who was organizing this one. And uh, he uh, was at a pub. This one was at a different, like it was an actual bar, like an actual pub. And they'd given him like a private room upstairs on the second floor or something uh, with its own like glass door that closed, like sliding glass door automated. And it was like, ooh, fancy. Uh, so we got let in there. We did our show. Very nice venue, uh, but very small crowd. By the end, it was six people who watched the show. One, two of them, being one being my wife and former colleague friend of mine as well uh dasha was there so and then four other women so it was literally we performed to six women and uh the rest of us were comedians um so uh, and, there was and about the, and the four other of show? us how many people were at the other the show? other one was more mixed I, I would say there's more people there there was about i don't know 15 20 people maybe okay. sitting in the room um maybe yeah Probably closer to 15. Uh, so, and there was like a mix. You could see there were some Russians, some Turkish people, some expats there as well. So that was a bit more mixed and a bit bigger group sort of thing. Uh, so it was really cool. It was interesting. It was it was funny to hear Turkish people making jokes about uh, censorship and stuff. And then I'm like, I even used it for a bit when I came back to Russia. Like I was listening to them talking about like how it was like, you know, you have to be careful what you say and this and that. And they were making jokes about that. And I was like, ha ha, uh, sucks to be you. Well, I'm off to it. Back to Russia. Ciao. <laughs> um, so that was kind of funny. Uh, and, and it was interesting, like the similar sort of jokes to do with that. I'm like, you could really just, you know, you could, you could easily transpose that over. So yeah, that was kind of cool. And also Russians making uh, jokes uh, about the situation that currently, because they're in Istanbul, they could uh, make certain jokes that even I was like, ooh, that's going dark. So that was uh, interesting. So yeah, so that was, uh, it was a good show. It, uh, I hadn't done it outside of, of, of Russia for a long time. Uh, so it was great. It was full of energy. You know, you get that feeling when you're traveling, you know, you're pumped up and, and it, because of a new venue and everything like that, you're like bouncing practically off the walls. I may have had a little bit too much to drink on the second show, I think, before performing. So I, I was pretty buzzed by that as well. But it went well. I didn't mess it up. So, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so I, I would really, like if you go to, to Istanbul, there's two different... Uh, things stand up turkey and tuz bieber uh, stand up check it out go to the shows and if you want to perform definitely uh, apply with them they're both very nice guys and they're very supportive sort of thing so yeah that was it was cool I'm, I'm, and it was i'm, I'm actually planning to go yeah as, as we chatted uh previously mm. when we just had our little uh catch-up chat because we don't all, also we don't see each other or talk like every day so we have to update each other on some stuff and i was saying that i am planning on going to istanbul maybe this month already or, or quite soon yeah so i'm hoping to uh do a show with one of them maybe with both of them if one can sort out like a solo show for me and another can give me a spot on some like showcase or something uh would be amazing yeah. to do but yeah what would you say like since you've done two open mics and you had a chance to see other comics performing there like how's the scene how are the other comics are they like locals are they expats foreigners english speakers what's the level well, I would say, well, it was a mix, like I said before. So there were some Turkish performers, a couple of them, quite a few Russians who obviously have, you know, uh, moved to Istanbul emigrated. and are living there. Yeah, emigrated for the time being there. And they were doing, cause, and there's enough of them and there's enough Russians who go to watch the show that uh, they even have their own, like, they were even doing, apparently the next day there was going to be a show on Sunday, there was going to be a show in Russian. So they have their own open mic in, in Russian um, with some kind of well-known established uh, Russian comedians sort of thing. So that is, 
there i i would say it's still kind of beginnery sort of style you can you can see there's still uh it's a little bit rough in in some ways you know and like when i was doing the second show they that was the first time at that venue and they were seeing how it was so apparently i made a good impression because one of the the barmaids she kind of hung around for the whole show even though her english wasn't great she obviously understood and like after the show he disappeared because we we're having drinks and then he disappeared for about 10 15 minutes and when he came back he was you know he was in a good mood and i was like how did it go and he went oh great they're gonna let us you know continue here so you can see it's a very early times for a lot of these mm -hmm. kind of shows and so you can tell like the, the comedy is it sort of reminds me of our earlier days uh more jim and jack sort of uh back in those days when uh, some some of them obviously have uh a bit more experience but quite a few of them are quite you know they're beginners and they have their material um but it's good it's 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 i think it's got a lot of potential and i think you know if they keep going they'll they'll eventually get better and better like anywhere you know but it's it's good yeah i'm interested because i'm kind of thinking of going as i said but also just to see how does the english scene look now and and how is it developing in a different like in a different foreign yeah. country because i was uh i was shocked actually Remind me of our early days all right yeah that makes sense if it's if it's their early days so yeah it's it's yeah then would be a good like parallel to what we were doing i guess but alrighty, right so yeah i was actually a bit surprised that in copenhagen there is still no regular like weekend comedy in English, like some kind of mm. local shows by local comics. Uh, I did manage to find and, and uh, get on two open mics two days in a row, like Tuesday, Wednesday. They have two open mics and they have some weekend shows here and there, but they are like uh, traveling comedians that organize the shows like we did in 2020, like early 2020, when we did the Bear With Me tour, uh, mm -hmm. like the niece of uh, Al Weinstein and, and myself, we did uh, Copenhagen as well and there is this bar no stress bar uh, that has like a room for comedy let's call it like that but it's kind of if you arrange a show with them then there is a show but there is no like regular thing that's happening with some locals as far as I could find except these two open mics uh, so basically one open mic I uh, the Wednesday one the second one I actually found a guy that organizes it and uh, messaged him beforehand and it was I was like can I get a spot and he was like I'm not sure it's gonna happen because uh, we just started the new season it was like mid-September or something and people just came back for like uni and after vacations and summer holidays and stuff and he was like it could be yeah. I don't know like three audience members and we cancel it but you know drop by and if there is a show you're in okay and then the other one I found actually uh, on the airport when I had my layover flight just before Copenhagen and I found like, shit, there is an open mic tonight and it started at seven and my plane landed at 6.30, something like this. Mm -hmm. But then my plane was delayed and it landed at 6.40, Then it took me, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to go through the customs and something like 30 something minutes to get to the center and then like 10 15 more minutes to get to the hotel and then 10 15 minutes to check into the hotel so by the time i was ready to go it was something like eight maybe uh 10 to eight eight i don't know and the show was supposed to start at seven so i was thinking right. i don't know is there a point even going but it was something like three metro stations away and i had nothing else to do i was just first evening in copenhagen and i'm like screw it i'll go and if the show is over i'll just have a drink uh, in the city or yeah. in that bar or just maybe meet some comics or whatever 
And I come there and they're just starting the second half. So they had a break and they had a mm. lot of comics, like 12 or something. So it was quite long, the show. I probably didn't start at seven and so on. So it was like a small yeah. bar and maybe like 15 to 20 audience members and something like right. 12 comics. I only caught like, I think three or four before me. And then there was, I think one more after me or even mm -hmm. two more, I don't remember, but they were pretty good. The host was very like nice, very approachable, very friendly. Um, and uh, the lineup as well, like I, I didn't know who's running it, who's hosting it or anything. I just found it on Facebook like that afternoon. So I came and I checked, I looked around, I saw someone like writing something on a piece of paper. I'm like, are you a comedian? You look like you could be a comedian. And the <laughs> guy's like, yes, yes, I am. Well, like why? And I'm like, I'm also a comedian. Who do I ask for a spot? And he's like, ask, the ask that girl over there. And I'm like, okay, that girl. I go to that girl and I'm like, are you the host? She's like, no, no, not me, the other girl. I'm like, okay, the other girl. I don't know who is who. <laughs> I think he said like, ask Louisa or something. I'm like, I don't know who that is. So I finally yeah. tracked down the host and I'm like, hey, uh, like I just flew in, but so I didn't like, uh, you know, give you any notice or anything, sign up in advance, but can I do a spot? Like, I don't know, three, five minutes, whatever, it's enough. She's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll put you like in three comics. So in the meantime, I had two drinks because I like I rushed so much there and I was like tired and kind of as well. And I had like two beers to kind of chill a bit. And then she goes and our next comedian is so brave. He just came through the door and asked me to sign him up. Uh, I think it's his first time performing, but uh, he's, <laughs> he rushed here to perform and she like hyped me up as, you know, like kind of give him a big warm applause, such a brave boy. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I came on stage and I'm like, I'm doing this for eight years. You know, like <laughs> a year ago I was doing a show in Copenhagen for like a hundred something people. That was a paid show. And now I'm doing an open mic for 15 people. And you're like, oh, such a brave boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then she was like, really? Are you like? good and i'm like well let's see am i good <laughs> i'm experienced but uh yeah. yeah and i did i think i think she experienced that bombing yeah. yeah yeah i think she gave me five and i did something like 15 because i did five and i was like and i didn't want to like overstep or something i did five and i was like am i done and she was like no keep going like you're a guest and you're doing well and people are enjoying it like keep going so i did maybe not 15 but definitely like 11 12 and it went really really right. well i was really enjoying myself and the audience was really happy with it and stuff so i was glad that i rushed there then the next day the, the open mic was a bit more stiff like uh I, I don't know and it was one of those i don't know it's it was some same comics and they were good the host was very experienced very good as well a british guy the audience wasn't like two three people as he said it was actually maybe 30 people 35 like it really wow. filled up not bad but yeah. uh yeah, the show was also good, but it was this kind of weird vibe. And there were several like guest comics. There was this comic that I that I've seen on Fringe as well, and he's traveling around Europe. He's Irish. Uh, he's really, really good, really experienced, like doing this for 10, 15 years or something. Uh, really good. He was passing through Copenhagen and did a spot. There was this guy that I thought it's some kind of weird open micer. Like he was kind of sitting and rewriting stuff, and he was like quite kind of awkward and nervous and you know like sweating before mm -hmm. going on stage and then he goes on stage and like absolutely kills it like absolutely kills it like the man didn't miss a beat and i was like yeah. what how is this guy so good so i'm like what was this guy's name and they tell me his name like i don't remember now and i check who that is and apparently it's one of like top three danish comics and he was on like danish version of 
Taskmaster and like a bunch mm-hmm. of like the Danish stand-up shows and stuff. And apparently he's like a star in Denmark. Like, you know, if you see him on the street, people will be like, oh my God, is that guy from TV? And I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, who that? So yeah, <laughs> it was a bit like the, the show was a bit more. And I, I also, I decided to go with different material. Like on the first one, I went with some like stronger, with some new stuff that I came up on the way and some stronger stuff mm-hmm. that I could mix into that new stuff. And it worked really well. On the second one, I was like, well, it's an open mic. Let's try some stuff. So I had some ideas I never really finished. I had some jokes that never really landed properly. And I yeah. had some jokes that I was trying out during Fringe and I got them to a certain level, but they weren't like done, done jokes yet. So I was like, okay, I'll do yeah. a set with those. And it went fine. Like I didn't kill, I didn't bomb. It was like, it got laughs, it got chuckles, uh, got a solid response. So yeah. And then after that, I flew to Berlin to do shows of uh, Oleg, our friend who who moved to Berlin recently, who is organizing shows yep. there. Uh, and uh, he put on like a solo show for me as well. But that was the first time they did a solo show. And after that, there was a lineup, like a feature show. So I headlined, I did a solo show and then I headlined the feature show. The solo show was sadly attended only by like six people, I think, because it was <laughs> 6 p.m. It was still again like daylight and everything. Very nice, like autumn day, beautiful autumn day. And it was yeah. only the second week of them running those shows. So it wasn't really that popular on like Facebook or Instagram or people did, people just mm. didn't know about the show. Uh, on the feature show, uh, it was full. Actually, more people came up, uh, uh, came out. It wasn't like packed that, you know, there was person on person, but it was full, like all chairs were taken and stuff. And it was a really, really good show. And it's one of those things that, you know, when you see Berlin comics that just because there is, I think, Sunday evening in Berlin, you can do like five shows in English or something like this. Mm -hmm. So they come, they show up, sometimes don't like take off their jacket or backpack or anything. They just show up. Is it my turn? Okay, I'll go show up go to the microphone, kill their five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever they have, like absolutely kill it. You know, like, like it's a, like it's some kind of, you know, like performance for America's Got Talent or something, but no, it's just, yeah. you know, uh, it's not an open mic, but it's not some kind of, you know, high profile show. And they do like five of those in the evening, just come show up, kill with their like tight 10. And then like, thank you so much for having me. Goodbye. And he's off to the next one, but it was like yeah. a really good show. And I really enjoyed it. I closed that one and did really well. And it's always nice to know that, you know, all your jokes, especially some newer jokes, work also in different countries, in, in a mix of yeah. different comics, with different experiences. And yeah, it was very satisfactory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's the main thing for, for us, sort of, because we have performed, well, most of our sets, you know, we created them here in, in, in Russia, uh, where I still am. And you kind of worry, because you start worrying, like, is it too culturally specific? Um, or is it maybe sense of humor? Like, you know, is it stuff that if you go overseas, all of a sudden they're like, that's not funny. Why is that funny? All, all you did was just, you know, use certain words and what do you do? That's and you just kind of worry about that. That's why I think it's important to do those shows in many different places. And I remember, I think uh, one of our comics, Matthew, was telling me, I'm not sure that was him, but I think because he did some shows abroad as well, like this summer and, and etc., that there was a place where he went and he did a set uh, was it in Spain? Was it in France? Maybe he's French. Was it? I don't remember where it was, but he went somewhere, did his set and people were looking at him like kind of silent and just like, what are you talking about? You know, I like just kind of oh. it didn't fly at all. Like he just went over yeah. their heads. Was it unrelatable? Was it like 
you know, something that they couldn't, was it maybe the jokes that they couldn't understand because it was something about mm. the local weather, the local metro, the local something that they don't have there. I don't know. But, uh, but it also, you can see it from the other kind of point of view because this one of the, the second Copenhagen open mic, a lot of people mm -hmm. did a lot of local stuff. And just watching yeah. the whole show, because I had nothing to do. It was like evening, Wednesday evening. So I stayed for the whole show. Just watching the whole show, you know, like, and then someone comes on stage and they're like, uh, like an expat that lives in Denmark says, uh, Danish bread, Danish bread, this Danish bread, that Danish, like five minutes about Danish bread. And I can, I see why it could be funny, but I don't understand it because I don't know what the big deal with Danish bread is, you know, because I don't yeah. live there and it's not a thing that I can understand. So it's all, yeah. it really kind of got me thinking, actually. That they <laughs> you don't know about Danish bread? How do you not know about Danish bread, Eagle? My Lord. <laughs> well, apparently, and also the Danish kind of uh, what I guess Brits call Danish pastry or whatever it is. That's not yeah. real Danish bread. But Danish bread is like a specific thing, like a very dark rye bread, whatever. Anyways, mm. but yeah, it was like a whole set about that. And while like I can assume what the joke is based on what I know about bread in general. I can't really relate to this joke about Danish bread from a specific Danish shop that they buy. So, and then you start thinking like how many of yeah. those jokes did I tell, I don't know, in Moscow or in Croatia or something that are very niche yeah. to that place. And then if there are some tourists, if there are some travelers, yeah. people who don't live there, can they really get this? Like, is it something that they can, you know, laugh at? Yeah. So I think it's it's good to yeah. perform abroad and do those shows because it gives you that additional perspective, both as a comic and as an audience member, how hard it is to laugh at something you don't relate to or don't know or don't understand, and then also how to write your yeah. set in such a way to avoid those things. Yeah, yeah. Or you can lean into it and just be very aware of the fact that, okay, this joke works, for example, in Denmark. This one works in Russia. This one works in Croatia. This one works specifically in, you know, Turkey or Istanbul or something, you know. It, you also, it allows you to be able to, to change. Because actually speaking to Matthew the other day, he was also talking about how there's a, a joke that he used in France that now he uses in Russia and he just has to change one or two little things in it because the 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 idea behind it works anywhere it's the actual wording that he just has to change like the comparative or whatever but he's like all I have to do is change that and it just works anywhere so in that way he also allows him to create more adapt adaptable jokes I think that's also something that can help you create that sort of stuff I remember seeing um Danny Boy, the comedian, his special that he did at sit in Sydney, like the Sydney Opera House, he has this long special. And then I remember hearing the same jokes, but he was performing them, I think, either in Canada or in some other place. And he had obviously used the same jokes, but he was changing, you know, instead of saying, oh, you were strange, it was, oh, you Canadians, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he was, he just changed one or two things. And I was like, and actually it was really strange because I'm like, motherfucker, you, you just... I thought you liked Australians, you bastard. You're you're just a whore. You're just a slut. You'll say that to anyone just to get a laugh. You 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 chuckle slut. Well, this you is. Know? I mean, I've heard comics do this. Like even when they do a tour and they travel, they have some opener and whatever the country they're in. Either if that yeah. country is the butt of the joke, then they just insert the name of that country. If some, for example, yeah. neighboring country that's you know made fun of, but by, by that country, uh, butt of the joke, yeah. then they put that. For example, you know, like in Spain, they would say Portugal. 
in Portugal they would say Spain. In like Czech they yeah. would say Slovakia. In in Czechia in Slovakia they would say Czechia. In Germany they would say Austria. Mm. In Austria they would say you know this kind of stuff because yeah. you know we always every country has a neighbor that they kind of make fun of or whatever. So I I've heard mm-hmm. people do this. But I've also noticed that people do like, you know, when you watch Jimmy Carr, for example, always on British TV, on his specials and something, he does the same joke always in the same way. Like, you, you know, like he just learns those one liners as they are and he always tells the same joke in the same way. But then when you see him at uh, Just for Laughs, Montreal, he would say like not yeah. uh, I popped to the loo or whatever. He would say like I went to the toilet, you know, just mm-hmm. making sure that they understand the words of the joke and he would say not yeah. like uh i don't know i was uh i was livid but he would say oh i was pissed you know like to, to yeah. make it more understandable and relatable to the slang and the kind of language that they use so i think that's also yeah. kind of important to you know adapt yeah where where you go yeah. adapt to the place you are at that's yeah all right. So I believe that's the end of our experiences that we that we went through in summer. That was our experiences of, of performing abroad, abroad, double abroad, uh, since we, we are abroad anyway. Well, not you anymore. I'm still performing abroad. I should have a show tonight. So I'm performing abroad again, uh, just a Ooh, couple fancy. of uh, stations away. Rub it yeah. in my face, why, why don't you? <laughs> I will. Thank you. But thank you very much for listening. We've been the uh, the Comedy Kiosk. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, any one of those. Please give us feedback and uh, let us know what you think. Any topic ideas you want us to discuss or anything like that, we'd greatly appreciate it. I have been David Munoz. And I'm still Igor Monday. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Ciao. Goodbye.